Listener Production. Coming up on the Footy Talk podcast, we dissect a massive weekend of footy. And after round three, the Saints are at the top, Sab. And Days, who would have thought that the reigning premiers, the Cats, the only side in the competition yet to taste a W? Massive Easter Monday coming up and the bump it's back is another tricky MRO or tribunal call coming up. We'll discuss that, Daisy. We certainly will, plus a descent-free kick that wasn't there. It's all coming up on the Footy Talk podcast. This is the Footy Talk podcast for your Monday. Plenty to get through. And joining me on a Monday, as always, as I look to my left slash straight across the table, the wonderful Abby yes. Holmes. Abby, welcome. Oh, good morning. Good morning. What a weekend of footy and, and the Grand Prix yesterday. Melbourne turned on the weather. It was uh, a great weekend of sport. It certainly was. And we wouldn't be talking about the Grand Prix if yes. we weren't talking about this man. Triple M's, <laughs> listeners, yes. Footy Talk's favourite, most enthusiastic F1, <laughs> Nuff Nuff. <laughs> Wonderful, Jay Z. Good description. Uh, good description, Daisy. <laughs> description. I am. I am fresh as a daisy. Actually, yeah. yesterday, yeah, took the family. We had a picnic. Watched the cars go by. Yep. Uh, actually, that's not how it played out at yeah, all. I was, was going to say what was coming through on the WhatsApp at about eleven thirty yeah. was slightly different to that. It's a great event, the Grand Prix, isn't it? It's like it's just gone bananas. It's taken off. So and who so much won? drama yesterday, wasn't there? Yes. The red flags. Yes. Who well, won? Uh, Verstappen, I think. <laughs> um, <Yeah. laughs> no, it was fun. Although the last lap was a bit of a letdown, wasn't it, Abby? I wanted um, to see. The last lap. Yeah. Just let them let them race it out. Let them rip. So let for rip. the people that didn't get across it, like yeah. my good self, yeah. what happened? What was the last lap? Because I saw there was a crash. Mm. And then they yep. restarted. Yeah, and but then they finished the race under a safety car, oh, which means yeah. you can't overtake. But um, anyway, we'll do the F1 podcast next, but we'll do the footy <laughs> podcast now. <laughs> uh, but then it was a, a massive weekend, isn't it? Like, mm. did anyone pick the cats zero and three? Like, no. It was all about them being in the best place ever, Daisy, to go back to back and win a second straight flag. Mm. They had their massive trade period. They brought in the young talents, and now, as you would know, having won a premiership and then trying to load up. Um, for the second season, it's difficult. And I, I want to know, are the Cats' bellies full? Are they comfortable? What are you seeing? I don't think their bellies are full. I just think they're really struggling to get their best and fittest team out there. So mm. the battle now becomes for Chris Scott down the highway. Yep. Are these stars who are carrying a little bit and not quite cherry ripe, are they the uh, people we need in our team? Or should we go with a little bit of the youth mm. and people yeah. who are rock-hard fit not household names, maybe not as reliable in past uh, seasons or past tense, but I think at the minute that's the answer, Abs. Mm, I don't. I don't think anyone saw this coming. The first premier since North Melbourne in '76 to start zero and three, but there has been a lot of change. Yep. You know, I, I was one of those who thought that you know during the trade period in the off season they brought in some quality kids and some young talent into this side, and they were looking good to go back to back. But there has been a lot of change. You know, Joel Selwood, who who was their skipper for yep. a very very long time, he obviously had his processes and his protocols and his expectations and his non-negotiables for a playing list. Mm. He's now out, out of the footy club in terms of that leadership role and, and Paddy Dangerfield steps up, a new captain, a new leader, somebody that's got to settle into that role as well. So it might just take them a little while to find their feet. Are we concerned though? Because from my point of view, you mm. just go, oh, that's Geelong. Like I was one of the naysayers last year at the start of the season going, I'm not really sure. I think they're too old. I think they're too slow. Mm. And then by... Round 23, they'd won 15 in a row and were about to go on and become the dominant force in the finals. Do we just accept that 
they'll get this going? Is that the expectation uh, at the minute? I, I think uh, with a softer part of the draw coming in now, more games uh, at home, a little bit of a wake-up call. I think they'll improve from here. I still think mm. they'll make the finals. I've got no doubt about that. They're, I think the game plan, um, you know, or they're, well, they're not executing it possibly as well as they were. I don't think they're hitting their targets. They're not winning the ball out of the middle. Mm. Like, they're really struggling clearances. And that, and that defence, which we've known and loved over a long period of time, is being scored against. So there's a lot of parts of their game which aren't in good order at the moment, as Chris Scott sort of says. But I think with the with the home record, I think they'll get their season going. But um, I think the top four looks impossible from here. West Coast and Hawthorne in the next fortnight? Yes. Yeah, Easter yep. Monday. Yep. It's the Hawks. That'll be a big one. Yep. Um, but Tommy Stewart. Two weeks after yeah, that grade t- two MCL, yep. the fact that he was back out there and played, he did play well. Yeah. Um, yeah, they just want to get some of these guys back on the park for Do sure. you think, Jay, that they should be a little bit tougher at selection and match committee? Do you think they should be giving yeah. right now? So Tom Hawkins has come in and maybe there is a little bit of, well, who else have we got? Yeah, mm-hmm. I did wonder whether he came back too early. And I'm not in, in the ins and outs across his medical, but I sort of thought they'd give him the first month of the season off, give him a big base. But I think their problems are further up the field, to be honest. I mean, they're being scored against. The cap, they, that's the midfield. Like Tommy Atkins has been a little bit off. You know, yeah. I think, as you said, Joel Selwood leaves a huge absence. Paddy Dangerfield hasn't been himself. And then um, the Tanner Bruin, et cetera, you know, they're still working their way into the side. So I think they've got to win the ball out of the middle and then be more efficient. You know, I don't think they're as slick with the footy and then they're being scored against. On the contrary, the no. Suns, that's oh, a yeah. big scout for them. And Jack Lacocious, five goals from 13 disposals, nine marks. And how is about that? The set shot, 65 metres out. <laughs> oh, my yeah. God. But Lacocious, number two pick in 2018. He's put together some, some good footy so far, but I've been screaming out to see him do it consistently. Yeah. And the way that he's come out across season 2023 so far has been very, very impressive. I love the fact that there was a response. He was one of the ones that the media tried to line up and say, this is why the Gold Coast Suns are going to be almost runs again. And mm. participants run rather than a real contender, and for him to come out yep. and in a massive game against big opposition and good quality opposition as well, it's not as if they're just playing West Coast and he's kicked five and then gone missing yep. again. Yep. This is a game where he needed to make a statement yep. and did, and as a person who's been down the back line, he's played a lot there, he's still learning his craft. Mm. I don't, how old is he? Yeah, 23-ish, I think. 23, yep. so yeah. he's still somewhat... Yep. learning the caper in terms yep. of hasn't been cemented either one end of the ground or the other. I think it was a great response. And mm. the Gold Coast Suns, just when you're about to write them off, <laughs> yes. and I was in this, and my footy tips are absolutely <laughs> oh, yeah. shot. shot. Shot to yeah. pieces. Yeah. Um, you're not in your own there, Daisy. But like, you didn't say, Suns, I thought their chance was last week against Essendon. Yep. They were crap against Essendon. Yep. And, and then they come out and beat the Cats. But this yeah. is the sort of consistency that it's eluded this footy club over a long period of time. We have had these wins over the over the, you know over history, but and to beat Geelong up there is a great effort. But what we haven't seen is them repeat it. So now they just can't go missing. They've got to actually stand up and make a decent attempt to um, make through to the finals. Otherwise, I think there'll be more change at this footy club at so the end got, of the year. They got the Saints, don't they? This week. Well, the I was just. Perfect segue, Abs. I love where you're oh. going with this. Oh. If you didn't see the Cats being zip and three to start, I don't think <laughs> anyone saw no. the Saints being three and no. zip. And after round three, top of the tree, Ross Lyon, the Messiah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Unbelievable, isn't it? Oh, yeah, more, more chance of winning lotto than picking at the start of the season that the Cats would be zero and three and the Saints would be three and zero. What a spectacle it was <laughs> on Saturday night as well. The Saints, they did it so well, their 150th year celebrations, and they came out in that opening quarter absolutely all guns blazing. Just the quick hands, that's yeah. what really stood out to me, the pressure that they apply um, all around the ground, but particularly their ability to, I guess, create those forward 
forward half turnovers. It's so good to watch at the moment. They're an exciting team. I think we can take them on trust now, that mm. they're going to bring that supreme effort. The system is there and it holds up against decent opposition on a night that was massive for the footy club, 150th year. And I know Mickey Roberts was up in the box with us as a Saints man through and through. Mm. He was so worried that they were just going to gas it because on big occasions in the past and when you have all the expectation, the eyes of the world watching you, they haven't been able to deliver. They were absolutely first rate. They got challenged a couple they of times. They came times. back and it was a win mm. full of merit, yep. heart and spirit. I question him without steel, right? He's the heartbeat of the team, the, the, the centrepiece of that engine room. I thought, you take him out, can they stand up? Yeah. And that was the, you know, a huge accomplishment for that football Brad club. Brad Crouch to... was awesome in his absence. Yeah, and he's one of um, Ross Lyon's favourites. I just wonder, right, and tell me if I'm getting ahead of myself here, people, but there were a couple of clubs needing coaches last year that overlooked Ross Lyon. Yep. Mm. How is he looking at the moment and how, how are those decisions? Because He's he looking was, like a genius. Well, he's the coach of the year at the moment, right? And he sat out of the game and it just shows that not only is he a senior coach, but he's a very, very good senior coach. And I just wonder whether the clubs who had the opportunity to pick him, mm-hmm. like that list at the moment, Abby, they're missing 14 players. Jack Steele's out, Max, yeah. Max King's out. Um, Tim Embry, they've got a waiter playing full forward, <laughs> Anthony Caminiti. They plucked him out of the steak restaurant. And Up in queue. That's they've wandered him out when <laughs> Daisy's kick, sitting mate. in the front of it just having a port house. 300. Come and have a kick. But no, I, I, did, I had a good look at their injury list ahead of Saturday's game and a number of the names on there as well are indefinite, indefinite, yeah. indefinite. So yeah. there, there's so much uncertainty around the players that they're going to get back. But what they have been able to do with Mateus and, and Caminiti, these kind of kids Owens. that are coming in, and yeah, Owens was great once again. They've been so impressive. But steal out, yes, their captain, that's a, a big loss. I also want to ask you boys about Mason Wood. It looks oh, like he goodness, unfortunately yeah. is going to be spending a fair bit of time on the sidelines. It's an AC. Ah, that's okay. Jab it up. He'll be right. But still, that's another one to add to the injury list. This guy, right, he produced some some solid footy at North Melbourne between 2014 to 2020. He was in and out of the side, would get an opportunity and, and go back to the twos. Goes over to the Saints at the end of 2020, right? Comes in 2021, gets an opportunity. Same thing, kind of in and out for a little bit. But he is in career best form, 27 disposals, 11 marks and some crucial marks on Saturday night. A goal to go with that. Not just career best form. He is arguably the most improved player in the comp. Yep. Yep. After three rounds, what we've seen from him, Mm. and and you're right, he's playing that wing role, but he's added this hardness and toughness to his game that we haven't seen. He gets back, he's putting the big fist through the ball, then he'll be up in the forward line taking a mark. We saw late in that game there was a genuine 50-50 contest and he was the one that was going to win it. Mm. He put his head down with the sore shoulder that he hurt already Mm. and ended up hurting it even more so. They get a goal on the back of that. He has become... And this is what happens when you get an experienced coach in and they give you absolute clarity in their expectation of you. It's then easy to excel. Mm. I feel like for Mason, he may have been a bit of an overthinker, mm. trying to worry about where he actually slotted into a team, was mm. never given great confidence in the fact that, hey, if you do this, this you get a game every week yeah. as a minimum. And from there, you know, whatever you do, we're happy with. And so Ross has really simplified that role for him, yeah. hasn't he? And, and, and maximised his running talents. I think he's an elite runner. Covering his draft, I remember a recruiter said to me, I think there's a bit of Jeremy Cameron in this guy. Right. And then at North Melbourne, he didn't have much of a career. No, he I'm was thinking, an enigma. Yeah, I'm like, oh, well, 
that's probably uh, overstating things. He's, <laughs> he's a bit of Jeremy Cameron. But now I see that elite running and the, the flexibility and um, the strength in the air. And I think, yeah, there is some real upside there. And it just shows Ross Lyon developing a um, developing a player. Yeah, well done to Rossi and well done to Mason Wood because mm. he's obviously the one who's done the most of it. GWS in the Blues game was a real cracker. GWS took it up to Carlton. And regardless of whatever happened throughout that game, yep. the biggest talking point was the descent free kick paid late in that game against Stephen Cornelio. Yep. What a load of horse shit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm with you. Tell us that. what you really think, Daisy. <laughs> well, look. If that is descent. As elegantly I, as I can put yeah. that, what a genuine load of horse shit. If that is descent, yep. I'll eat my hat. Yeah. Um, and you're not even wearing one. I'm not I'll even wearing you mine. one. <laughs> <laughs> so. The comment that he made was, yep. how is that not a free kick? Yep. There was zero aggression. He yep. didn't swear. Uh, if that is dissent, yep. um, I think we're in big trouble. So the arms out, I think, was the issue. But you see that 50 times a weekend. So there's a real inconsistency. In isolation, that was the wrong call from probably a sensitive and frustrated umpire in the moment. So... In one incident, wrong call. Broadly speaking, I think the stamp down, and this is how the, the AFL will view it, broadly speaking, um, I think it's been a good thing for the game because I think it did get to a, a point where the umpires needed to be shown more respect and it did need to be reined in yeah. because at community level, grassroots level, yeah. we've got a real problem with umpires. So sure. broadly, it's a tick. In isolation, that was the wrong wrong call. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think any of us have an issue with yep. how it's been adjudicated and the actual... Yep. Uh, stamping out of swearing at umpires and showing demonstrative behaviour to them. But in that instance, you're well within your right to ask the question. It resulted in a point shot at goal. And then after that, then, then, like, so it was the play had played out. You're well within your right to ask the question, hey, how was that not a free kick? And then for Mm. it to be then reversed, the ball taken off you from a kicking point of view when you're six points down or whatever it was was pretty close. It genuinely was late. Yeah. My my only theory, Daisy, sorry, is maybe maybe the umpires copped a bit of lip throughout the game and it was just the the last straw. Like, you know, like maybe a few comments throughout the game and then maybe it it builds up within him, if you know what I mean. I understand what you're saying, but as an umpire you need to be better because that's not you don't get the straw that breaks the camel back to decide a game after that and then have a moment only moments later where Mitch McGovern doesn't get a free kick on the boundary, turns around with arms wide open and goes, hey, what's this? And you just say, play on. Anyway, that was massive. Uh, The big one yesterday, a massive game of footy at the MCG. The Swans, they come back to the MCG since they got their pants pulled down on grand final day and the Ds, (laughs) well, they pulled their pants down once again. (laughs) Mm. They did. And... (laughs) Brody Grundy, his yeah, first game well kind of carrying the ruck on his own in the absence of Max Gorn. He was amazing. Simon Goodwin threw a, a new tactic out there, playing Harry Petty forward, who, of course, came to the club as a forward initially, but has provided them, you know, a, a great backline player. But he, he was solid for them. Clayton Oliver as well, 150th for him. It was a day to celebrate for the for the Ds. Well, it certainly was. We've actually got some audio. I caught up with Simon Goodwin post-game and I said, Goody, what was that tactical move like putting Harrison Petty forward? This week gave us a great opportunity with Gorney being out of the team to, okay, how does this actually look for us going forward? And I thought the coaches were brilliant. They were open-minded about, you know, it's a, it's a big move to move Petty down forward and play a little bit smaller in the back half. Uh, but we were prepared to take that risk and we, we want to find out some things early in the season. And I think today we found out that that can work. Do you know what he is? He's the bravest coach in the competition, I think. Like dropping Tom McDonald, that is a really bold move. But he, And he has shown Goody over his whole uh, coaching career he's been unafraid to make some some big moves and I think this has been completely justified now so does he stick with this Daisy and Abby or not 
Is this the structure they go forward with? Uh, now they've got options again. This yeah. is the beauty of trialling these things is that they have genuine options going forward now. So if somebody goes down in game, you know you can swing Petty forward. Yep. You know how good he is down back. The other person that I think they'll be absolutely pumped with was on debut. Oh, Van yeah. Ruyen. Van Ruyen. Yep. Such a good name too. Yep. Yeah. He was getting the ruse from yeah. around the uh, faithful there at the MCG. He was enormous. He's a big lump. 196, 93 kegs. Yep. He was throwing that weight around. He looks a likely type. He was their best performed player over summer. Their preseason, he was the one who was t- turning heads. Yes, they love Kasai Pickett. Because you middle. were down there a lot. You actually got kicked out recently. <laughs> I did. Yeah, not for the first time. So, But goody, you heard him triple M on Sunday. He did say that I could go down. Yeah, I could run out with the team Are on Thursday. Are you going down on Thursday? <laughs> I thought he might up. run out with the demons. Yeah. Goody said so he, to make up for kicking Jay out weeks yeah. ago when he was standing yeah. on a bin filming Stephen May. Like real creep sort of. Of areas yeah. just lurking in the shadows. Yes. Goody now said, mate, I do feel bad. Yeah. Come down on Thursday yeah. and we will open the doors. Can you can them. come and be a part of training, come yeah. into the inner sanctum. Yeah. So you're the mascot for the day. I've been lacing out Harry some petty. No, no problems. <laughs> Don't worry about that. But he did carry on like he had Barack Obama training with him a couple of weeks ago. So calm down, Simon. But I might accept that invite. Are I'll we concerned it. about the Swans? or do Because you look at what they've beaten, not yeah. a whole lot. Yeah. I just think it shows the competition at the moment. Like if you're a little bit off, like Melbourne got smashed last week by Brisbane, right? Oh. And then and then maybe Goody and the crew there have used that to, you know, get the early kick in the backside and then you back up again. So maybe a loss like this can play into the Swans' oh, I hands. Don't, I don't think they're in trouble. Yeah. I think wait till, you know, round six, round seven for us to truly have a good gauge of where yep. teams are at. But, yeah, looking at the 18 to see it's the Cats without a win. Everybody mm. else has at least tasted victory. Yep. It, it, it's interesting, isn't it? It certainly is. Well, that's seg one in the books. Hang around because coming up, Jay-Z's headline, we're going to do an MRO and injury update and massive news coming out of the derby yep. when it was a genuine demolition derby for the West Coast Eagles. Footy Talk Podcast. This is the Footy Talk Podcast, your daily dose of footy, the latest news, interviews, analysis from the world of footy. And there is plenty going on in footy, Jay. Yep. Some news and some injury slash MRO updates for us, please. Yep. Do you want headlines first? Or oh, we going whatever you sh- want, well, mate. Well, I, the people, um, they've been hanging out for my headlines. I get they the have. emails over the weekend, Jay. Can't Which wait is to incredible get... you've been able to do this considering <laughs> you've been on the gas for 36 <laughs> yeah. hours straight. That's true, Daisy. First one, um, catnap, right? Oh. Catnap. Oh, Reigning catnap. Premier hits the snooze button on 2023. We've all slept through our alarm before, and that's what you feel like the Cats have done. They've hit the snooze button on their uh, reigning premiership defence. Now, next one, best in 20 years. The Super Saints enjoy the club's biggest night in a decade. What has been a bigger and better win on a bigger occasion since the grand finals of 09-10? Can you think of anything, Daisy? Best in best in ten years, isn't it? You've got Eric Banner up there in the stands. And their biggest the biggest crowd between these two sides ever. Yep. Yep. Just yep. under seventy thousand. I think it was sixty nine thousand two hundred and fifty. Take a breath because so. you've started well. Yeah, you've right. you've yeah. got to build some suspense. This okay. segment needs to All go right. for ten we minutes. We need a drum roll. <laughs> You've got three out in eight All right. seconds. All right. Um, I like to keep them snappy. Um, metal meltdown. Oh. Showdown middle goes to the wrong oh, bloke yeah. as Rankin oh, kicks yeah. four snags. Poor Riley. Tilthorpe. Yeah. Tilthorpe. You've yeah. got you to say it wrong. However you think you're going to say it, <laughs> bugger it, it yeah. up and you get it right. Tilthorpe. How can you kick five in a yeah. showdown, the biggest game of the year yep. in South Australia, yep. and not get the medal? And Rankin kicked four and was yep. unbelievable. Yeah. Yep. And Jordan Dawson, Dawson was solid. That's yeah. where I would have gone to Isaac Rankin. So Lukosius was, I think, pick three from that draft or pick two, two. and then Rankin was pick three. Yep. So Sam Walsh went number one. But it was interesting that those two blokes picked the same weekend to really – 
play their best yeah. game. It's well done to Isaac Rankin as well. So yep. much made yep. of his move across there and the money it was on, which isn't his fault whatsoever. But a lot of people were almost hoping for him to trip and stumble. Yep. Hasn't happened. Well done. Yep. No. Hey, big news out of uh, the derby yesterday. Oh, so crazy. Smash up. Yeah, they ran out of players, basically. I yep. was waiting for Adam Simpson to run on the ground for mm. West Coast. They were so struggling for players. And the news is big for... Um, Jeremy McGovern and Luke Shuey, so two of the veterans. And we all did question this at the start yep. of the year. It's like the list profile, you know, what direction are they going? They, You know, what what sort of value are these blokes still bringing? And Nick Nat Nui's out injured at the moment, I think, with an Achilles. But those two blokes have got hamstrings and they're looking like serious ones in particular for McGovern. The hamstring issues have plagued Shuey right throughout his whole career. So two of the most experienced players out for West Coast, you know, maybe for the medium term. Liam Ryan hobbled mm. by a knee issue as well. So this is really going to expose their depth. Um, Crips West Coast. broken Crips ankle, broken ankle yes. and Cripper broken ankle. Yeah, yeah which, concussion. Yeah, which is it, horrific. It was interesting, you know, Simo post match saying he was on the headset looking to give <laughs> some support to players on the bench. There was no one there. <laughs> yes. Imagine that as yeah. a coach being like, oh yeah. shit, there's no one there. Yeah, <laughs> such as the eighteen talked? that are out yeah. there. And you know what? Well, that was arguably their best performance of the year. Mm. West Coast. Yeah. Yes. They were really yeah. And, spirited. Yeah, it yeah. was spirited. They had a fair yeah. dinkum crack yeah. against opposition who were did they win round one, West Coast? No, they didn't. No. No, they were zipping two. Yep. So, yeah, for them, it was. Oh, they beat GWS no, they uh, last week. Okay. Yes, last week. So this is going to really expose their depth. So it probably no wasn't their best that. performance of the year. Oh. But you know what I mean. Up yep. against the wall, they were in that game until game. the last minute, obviously 40-odd points, the last yeah. minutes, I should say, 40-odd points. Yeah. What a, not a true reflection of the actual game and how much yep. effort and spirit they yep. showed. And what a derby you? and the amount of emotion that mm. goes into that as well. Yep. In those two team towns, Adelaide, um, yeah, obviously over in Perth as well, it is such a big event. MRO yep. news? Yes, so I wonder whether North Melbourne is going to um, challenge. Have to. The Logue bump on Will Day. We talked about it on Sunday, Daisy. And they, and they could challenge it on the ground, so you've got a one-match suspension. I think they could have a throw at the stumps at the tribunal based on the fact that Logue was over the ball yep. and went – yes, he did go slightly past the ball and bumped Day high, the shirt front that did make some high contact. But I just wonder whether you could argue that he was trying to pick up the ball and brace himself rather than take out the other player. I Why think not? the fumble might save him. Well, yep. uh, And I think the, the fumble is the reason the contacts look so bad. Yes. To your point, Jay, exactly. In his head, he yep. was going to take a hard ball that was coming at him, yep. a bouncing ball. You know how oval-shaped ball goes anywhere. Yep. The motion is you swoop it up yep. and then you brace for contact because yep. you're going to get tackled. Yep. Once you don't have the ball and it's still in between you and your opponent and you have momentum, yep. you can't just throw your arms out and crash in. Where and become, else are you meant to go? Yeah. Exactly. You can't just change the way you're going. So I think North Melbourne yep. will challenge and yep. I reckon he gets off too because I've got – yes, it's not great. You want to protect the player. The umpire at the time, this is when it becomes, I think, the best indication of how it actually looks – Live time when you're there on the ground. You know if a bloke's cleanly run past the yep. ball and line someone up. Yep. He was playing the mm. ball. There was a player in the way. This happens. Collisions mm. are going to happen. And this is freeze frames. Like this is a yeah. third of a second. This is split-second decision-making. So it is really um, difficult you, for the players, you know, and Abby, you know, mm. um, out on there on the field. The the past couple of MRO incidents, I feel like, have been really clear-cut yep. with Kasai Pickett and Nathan Broad. So, and, the, and the AFL has made strong statements there. This is a real grey one. I think this is a line ball call. Yeah. And for the for the game, it's a difficult one to adjudicate because of everything you guys have just said, and that is because it was a ball play rather than just taking out another player. He was bracing over the ball in a sense. So I'm with you, Daisy. Wouldn't be surprised if it gets um, 
overthrown at the tribunal. That is massive. Hey, obviously some people will come and just say West Coast won a game, Daisy. They'll let us know because the people, the good people of this show, they listen <laughs> on the Footy Talk podcast at Apple Podcast, Spotify. But what they've been doing is getting interactive. They've been giving us some feedback. Ooh, so some this. of the big calls we've made yes. about Nick Dacos maybe being the best player in the comp and yes. the cats a nap at the wheel. Asleep at the wheel, even. Uh, they've been giving us some strong feedback. So we've got some questions coming in, and one of them is from Lachlan. This is what he had to say. Hey, guys, really enjoying the podcast. Keep up the great work. Just a question around the Saints. Do we think they're a genuine contender yet? Got a chance to go 4-0 this weekend against the Suns. Are oh, they the real deal? Cheers. Thanks, guys. Love that from you, Lachlan. Yeah, great yeah, work, Lachlan. Sending that in. I'm not sure they're about to win their second cup, but <laughs> I think it's a. If they make finals, that is a huge achievement. I think they got a bottom four list, right? I, th- I, I think thought they'd be a bottom six side. So to be in finals contention at four and zero, it is just a huge step forward. And then it becomes attractive, Abby. Other recruits, people looking at St Kilda, they go, oh, look at these players. Definitely. They're developing clear roles. Looks like a great atmosphere, a great environment. So then they can help attract some of the free agency yeah. top-ups potentially that can help take this list forward as well. I agree. And we were so concerned coming into round one on the Saints and the injuries that mm-hmm. they had no memory, no king. Mm. But look at what their youngsters have been able to produce. Mm. You know, they've gone out there with absolutely nothing to lose and you cannot fault the level of effort that they have bought. So you only think that, you know, as Lachlan said, they're a chance to go four and zip this weekend, but they've still got some pretty yeah. handy ins to come back and make them better. I'm still pretty confident they won't play finals. I don't oh. want to be a, a naysayer. No, a but You're a bit of a dampener on the mood <laughs> here, <laughs> aren't you? On your Monday, so uh, Lockie, sorry to burst your bubble, but I don't see the Saints playing finals. Not even top eight, not even eight. No, I don't. I just still think there's a plethora of sides. There's the extra week this year in the fixture, so the sl- sides that have started slowly, mm. sides started slowly. Mm. That's a tongue twister. We look at their next their fixture, they play Collingwood, which is going to be tough, then Carlton at Marvel Stadium, very difficult, Port Adelaide, North Melbourne, Adelaide, GWS, there isn't mm, a, yeah. a, they could split those well, if games. If they go four and zip, they only have to go 50-50 from there to win 14 games. Yep. Yeah. So that's the glass half full. Yep. I still think there'll be sides. They're um, going to grab that audio and run it when they when they sneak into the top eight. I'm absolutely fine with Great. that. I need to have an opinion, and I just did. We go down to Jack on Instagram. Jack. Hey, team. Uh, my question for you all is, who has been the best off-season pickup so far? Ooh. Tommy Mitchell. Oh, yeah. Is Tom Mitchell. I think the when you look, when you look the impact he's had on that midfield operation – they were really, they really struggled around the clearance and contested possession last year. He comes in, they try and do a few things uh, differently at training. And I think for what was he, pick 26 or pick mm-hmm. 27, a Brownlow medalist, that has been a seamless transition. And he's had a huge impact on that Collingwood midfield, making it easier a little bit for the Dacos boys, for Dagoe, because it starts with Mitchell in the middle. What do you think? I'm trying to – I'm going to go with Isaac Rankin so far. Oh, yep. Yeah. Yep. The Crows have been super competitive. He's been super dangerous, and I think a lot of that is on the back of what he's brought along. Grundy? Very good yesterday. Grundy's been good, yes. Yep. But I have to go with you as well with Tom Mitchell. Yep. Just the improvement that we've seen in the Pies' contested work. Yep. Um, yeah. Not just on one player, but largely comes down to him in that midfield being able to get the ball out to the outside run of the Dacos boys. It's very impressive. Hey, team, that is us for today. Abby, thank you very much. Jay-Z, go home and get some sleep. You've been listening to the Footy Talk podcast. It is on your Apple podcast, your Spotify, at footytalk underscore pod on the Instagram or footytalkpod on the TikTok tomorrow. Joey and Rui bring you all the latest news and everything else they want to talk about, no doubt. For Saints fan, they'll be talking a lot about the Saints. It's been the Footy Talk podcast.
listener.